BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. So what do Americans think of the three main leaders involved in the current conflict, Putin, Zelensky, and President Biden? Well, a new poll gives some interesting results. For example, Americans hold Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in high regard, but an increasing minority view his Russian counterpart Putin as weak and even more see him as a threat. President Biden held relatively even, maybe a little bit of a bump up after months of declining approval. The Economist YouGov poll shows that 60% of Americans view Zelensky as very favorable or somewhat favorable. Just 17% view him unfavorably. This makes sense. He's all over the TV. He's a TV star before he was a political star. And he's the one that Americans are siding with. And they didn't know him before. Now they know him pretty well. A similar poll from February just a month ago before Russia invaded found that 30% of Americans viewed him favorably. Half of them had no idea who he was. Vladimir Putin, on the other hand, has been negative for some time. We're well accustomed to disliking him. Over two-thirds of Americans say that Putin is guilty of war crimes and is deliberately striking civilian areas. 68% of Americans view Putin as a very serious threat. That's an increase from 60% taken before the conflict. However, interestingly, Americans now view him less strong than they used to. The poll found that 69% of Americans view him as very strong or somewhat strong as a leader. That's down from 78%. 78% of Americans thought that he was a strong leader before the invasion. Almost a third now see him as somewhat weak or very weak, up from about a quarter previously. As for Biden, well, it doesn't much matter what's happening. He's gone up in most polling ever so slightly by 1% to 2%. 42% of Americans approve of his handling of foreign policy. That's up from 37% in January. 44% strongly or somewhat approve of him. That's up from 42%. And his perception of strength, 33% are confident in his ability and 44% see him as a strong leader, both up two points from February. What's the takeaway? When you don't know a lot about somebody, it's very easy to have big swings in their perception or popularity. When you're pretty well established as a known quantity like Putin and Biden are, it's difficult to have big swings. Sometimes it's just the little dumb things that an organization does that cost it when it doesn't even realize. A recently published Reddit post talked about a STEM expert working 15 years in the science, technology, engineering, and math fields going out and looking for jobs. He gets one job offer, and he decides, I'm going to continue looking for jobs just in case I find something better. So he goes into this employer, he sits down, and the employer says, here, fill out this job application, you know, on paper. And he basically says to himself, I've already got a job somewhere else. I do not want to work for a company that makes me do tedious nonsense like this. And he gets up, says, I'm sorry, I thought I was here for an interview. I haven't filled out an application since earning a minimum wage in high school. I think I'm going to leave. And he promptly went home. Reddit is very much on his side in this, especially in today's job market, where STEM applicants in particular are in massive demand. The growth in that field is expected to be 8% this decade, as opposed to 3.5% for other occupations. And computers in particular are expected to grow by 11.5% by 2029. 
Now, as someone who has filled out many of these paper applications in my life, I could relate to this frustration. In fact, whenever I fill one out, I'm always reminded of the hazing that this process entails, as was captured so brilliantly in the Men in Black scene where Will Smith pulls the table over in front of all the other military personnel in order to use it to fill out the application. Yeah, that's the sound I hear in my head. So why do companies have outdated, silly policies for collecting information on a piece of paper when they've already got the same information digitally? Well, because they're incompetent. And they're signaling to the kinds of employees who would come there, this is how we do business. You will be required to do silly things over and over that won't make sense until eventually you either give up and do it our way or quit and go find somebody who actually values your creativity. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. So if you're a company that has this kind of a process for STEM applicants in particular, and you clutch your pearls every time somebody else steals away the talent, figure it out. What I know is the next time I go to the doctor's office and they tell me to fill out all the same forms I've already filled out for them two or three times before, you know, the ones where the line for your address is enormous and the line for your email is like the size of your fingernail, well, instead of screaming on the inside like I usually do, I'm going to stand up, tell them other doctors want to see me and walk out. And I hope to God I can find another doctor afterward. And finally, since we're already in the world of Reddit, let's take a look at another post that's gotten an awful lot of attention in the highly popular AITA forum. A 26-year-old woman tells about her mother-in-law's sudden and unexpected visit, followed by a very strange request, not just to stay the night unannounced, but to stay the night in the master bedroom where the couple normally sleeps, and to have the door locked. Mother-in-law says she can't sleep at night and feel comfortable without knowing the door's locked. 26-year-old daughter-in-law says, I declined and suggested other options like the guest room, the couch, the air mattress, and... Maybe a tent outside. That wasn't included, but you got to imagine she was thinking it. Her husband, oh, this is where the story takes a turn, sided with the mom. At which point, mother-in-law begs her son to fix the wife and give her the master bedroom. So the daughter-in-law says, look, that's all there is to it. Those are the only options. And if you don't like the options, many of which I've given you, we'll just book you a hotel room. Mother-in-law leaves at midnight along with the husband who goes and books a room in the same hotel as the mother-in-law and turns his phone off. Now, of course, many people at this point are saying, hey, way to dodge a bullet on both counts, but Reddit clearly in support of the daughter-in-law. And in fact, uh, we have kids website with a list of mother-in-law behaviors that are way past overbearing and toxic. Basically say, one thing to look out for is the mother-in-law will come to your house uninvited and unannounced, expecting you to welcome her with open arms and be grateful for the honor of her visit to establish her dominance. She will expect you to please her. So these things that seem kind of insane are really dominance plays. And if you recognize them as that, then you can decide to be, well, not affected by it. Of course, the problem is, where's hubby on all this? And as clinical psychologist Dr. Diana Kersher says, you can't happily be both a husband and a mama's boy because you're always torn in two directions. You got to form some boundaries. You got to pick a side. And of course, most of Reddit and myself would say, you got to side with the wife. As one commenter said, you don't really have a mother-in-law problem. You have a husband problem, at least for now. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And please consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. 
Also, while you're here, please go ahead and hit that five-star rating that soothes our insatiable lust for approval from total strangers. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.